Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues right now. This is the broadcast for May 21st in the year of our Lord, 2019, hour two of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. University fights to keep secret, Kurt. Well, yeah, Sam, the, uh, here's another World Net Daily piece that you're just not going to find in too many places. Uh, but uh, it's about a university called Texas A&M. Now, you, uh, at least when I think of Texas A&M, I think, hey, tough guys in Texas and all that kind of stuff. But, by the way, Texas A&M is a taxpayer-funded university. So, in other words, a government school, basically. Uh, But, well, the headline reads this way from World Net Daily. University fights to keep secret Qatari funding. Now, when I hear the word Qatari, I think, uh, is that some kind of Atari on turbo? You know, like when I was a kid, at least, or at least a lot of years ago, they used to have computers with Atari. Was that? But there's a place no, a in the Atari? Middle East. Sam. Well, Qatari, you know, sounds like wait, is it Atari with a Q, you know. I see. Uh, and apparently in the Middle East, there's a country there, Sam, and this is a long way from Texas. Uh, but they say apparently it pays for school campus degree program in the Middle East. Now, I've seen this before where you have like, uh, like in our area at least, you got University of Utah. It's supposed to be in Salt Lake. And then you find these little, you know, satellite locations around in other parts of the state, other things. But I've never seen it quite this far. I mean, because from Texas to Qatari in the Middle East is quite a ride. They say foreign governments frequently try to influence American policy and practice by endowing, or that means giving money, just in case you were wondering, uh, various programs at American universities. Saudi Arabia is well known for handing out millions to sponsor studies of Islam. But now a dispute has erupted over the establishment of a campus in Qatar of taxpayer-funded Texas A&M University without the state's le- state legislature's knowledge or approval. Why do they need now, knowledge guess- or approval, Kurt? <laughs> Good point. I'm just saying, look, uh, it's probably federal government money. You mean to do which part? Well, to fund the Guitarra University or whatever it is. Well, I think that's done, uh, at least the story goes ahead and says that, you know, that... Um, <laughs> country has been given money to Texas A&M and that's how they got this deal. Now, guess who Yeah, and so is the federal government of the United States, in, Kurt. Yeah, good point. Uh, Washington Watch. In other words, they're Qatari watch. funding, Kurt. But look, the United States gives money to Qatari, right? Yeah. Because well, we give foreign we aid to, to everybody. Uh, it seems like it. All right. Yeah. And then the United States federal government gives money to the university, too. So now you got, hey, what money's coming from where? Right, and you don't yeah, even tell it's anybody. It's pretty tough. It's just to tell. a flow of cash. 
Yeah, uh, they say Washington watchdog uh, Judicial Watch is taking up a battle that already has involved the ZACOR, Z-A-C-H-O-R, Legal Institute, which fights anti-Semitism in the Texas Public Information Act. Uh, ZACOR has sought details about the potential influence by the Qatar government. Yeah, like when you ask Qatar citizens where they graduated from college, they're like, oh, I graduated from Texas A&M. What about you? (laughs) See what I mean? <laughs> well, that's right. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, you know, the the Texas A&M University officials are a little ticked off because they say uh, university officials have argued that complying with the request, that's Judicial Watch, they, they want to know uh, more about how this whole thing works. And uh, they're arguing that uh, the re- if they re- comply with this request, it would reveal confidential donor information. But the state law protects only private donors, not those who are foreign governments or foundations. Uh, judicial well, how about the Watch- U.S. government money that runs through Qatar right back to the university there, Kurt? Good point. Uh, well, those are, Fitton- those are different funds, Kurt. Don't commingle funds, okay? Yeah. Tom Fitton, the uh, watchdog's president, that's Judicial Watch, by the way, uh, he had this to say, Judicial Watch and the Zacor Legal Institute are battling in court for the truth about how the foreign government of Qatar lassoed, pretty good use of a word there, Texas A&M into setting up a campus in a country run by a government known for its promotion of terrorism and extreme anti-Israel and anti-Semitic policies. Hey, wait a minute. The United States is the same, Kurt? Oh, Sam. Wouldn't it, uh, Don't you got that uh, congresswoman that's flat out against phrase. Israel up there babbling at the mouth and everybody's freaking out and stuff like that? And doesn't the United States fund terrorism around the world too, Kurt? I mean, we're the biggest arms dealers in the world, buddy. Good point. Uh, kind of the phrase, uh, you can buy anything in this world for money, kind of comes to, uh-huh. to mind in this case. All right. You know, anyway, Texas A&M out of control, funding Qatar. And hey, then you kind of wonder which money is the terrorism money and which money is the military industrial complex money and which money is the education money and which money comes from the feds to Qatar and then which one money comes back from Qatar to A&M University. And, you know, I mean, it's just a mess, folks. And it all stems from violation of the supreme law of the land. Yep. Uh, now, in the future, Sam, I wonder if they'll have, like, uh, you know, their the football team will have... Uh, Darn rights, uh, man. You'll say stuff like this. Their guitar. Arizona State's <laughs> playing guitar. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. That's right. <laughs> Got a time zone problem. Great. The game's in the middle what? of the night because they're overseas. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just oh, weird boy, it's stuff, man. crazy. Yeah. You know, why do we got And this? ask yourself this, ladies and gentlemen. Ask yourself... Did you hear that story, uh, you know, from Russia? But why are we the taxpayers funding this anyways? And you say, well, we're not, Sam. It's Qatar money coming to the United States. Uh Uh-huh. Why don't you trace the real money and get to the bottom of it and tell me what it really is then? Because let me just ask you this. Do you think the Qatari folks just have plenty of cash? Where do they get their money, Kurt? The folks in Qatar, these governments. Well, I know they have lots of oil. Uh, and where do they buy it? They sell the oil to. But then, yeah. And they right. sell it in like the Huan, don't they, Kurt? I'm not sure. When they sell oil, they get a bunch of Huani currency back. No, 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 Kurt. You are sure. You want to know where they uh, where the money goes? By force, it's the petrodollar. Got to use U.S. Oh, yeah. dollars by force, buddy, or we'll take you to war. Got it? So that's how it is in the military-industrial complex. 
Wow. All right, U.S. school fails Christian student. I guess this Christian was refusing some stuff, Kurt. Don't you dare refuse like that. Well, yeah, good point. Uh, and in this case, uh, another World Net Daily exclusive. Uh, the headline reads, A U.S. school fails Christian student for refusing Islamic prayer. Uh, subheadline, also taught Muslims' faith is stronger than Christians'. And uh, the story goes, uh, the declarations could have been made by an imam in a mosque sermon. I guess an imam, by the way, is like a, you know, pastor for the um, Islam era folks that believe in Islam. Uh, then it says, uh, most Muslims' faith is stronger than the average Christian. Islam is, at heart is a peaceful religion. Jihad is a personal struggle and devotion to Islam, especially involving spiritual discipline. It says to Muslims, uh, Allah is the same God that is worshipped in Christianity and Judaism. Men are the managers of the affairs of women, and righteous women are therefore obedient. <laughs> the problem is that those statements were part of the instruction in a public school in Maryland. <laughs> and you got a problem and with that, one, <laughs> And hey, one of the true, students that, hold on, in the part classroom. of it's true, isn't it, Kurt? Yeah, well, Look, the Muslims yeah. are ready to die for what they believe. They're ready to blow up the farm, get their thousand virgins, and die for their cause. Hey, man, yeah, most Christians see. won't even, you know, fund anything to a penny. They'll just be like, oh, you handle that battle. I'm sure glad I'm not political. This right? uh, story goes on and says, one of the students in the classroom now is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to condemn such religious lessons Funded by taxpayers, the Thomas Moore Law Center, uh, they're in the middle of this, and they've submitted a petition asking the high court to take up the case of student Callie Wood. Uh, she says, uh, as a Christian and 11th grader at La Plata High School in Maryland, uh, she was taught that most Muslims' faith is stronger than the average Christian. She was also required to profess cases, in true, writing. Kurt. Uh, the Islamic conversion creed, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, she it goes on to say there's no God, but Allah, these are the things she was supposed to say. Uh, lower courts have given a free pass to the school district to teach Islam. And so, uh, the Thomas More Law Center filed the request with the Supreme Court to decide whether any legal basis exists to allow public schools to discriminate against Christianity while at the same time to promote Islam. And I appreciate uh, this little girl going to court, and I commend her for standing up and all that kind of stuff, Kurt. But here's my question. Why are all these Christian parents putting their kids in a government school that teaches everything against what they believe in and support if they're that strong? You think the Muslims would stand for that, Kurt? No. Okay. So that's kind of what I'm highlighting is that where are the families, where are the Christian parents to stand up and go, look, you know what? You can just shut down that government school because no one will attend. Okay. I'm saying, look, we got to put our money where our mouth is a little bit. I'm grateful for this teenage girl and standing up and I commend her. I think she's right as rain. But I don't know that the U.S. school fails Christian students as much as the parents are failing the Christian student. What do you say to that, Kurt? Amen. All right. Anyway, I believe that Christian's faith can be stronger than anybody's if it's not misplaced. Scott Bradley here. 
Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. I'm Sam, he's Kurt, and you're you. Thanks for being alongside with the ride. Hopefully it's educational. Looks like James Comey's in the news. Looks like he lied to Congress under oath, Kurt. As if that's new revelation. What's up with these people? Good point. I mean, why tell me this? Okay, okay, so he lied under oath and we're going to do nothing about it. Is that what we're saying? Hillary lied under oath too, Kurt. Bill lied under oath too, didn't he? Can we get all these swamp monsters lying under oath? What difference does it make? Nothing's going to happen to these people, Kurt. Oh, sit back and get your popcorn. We're going to blow the swamp up, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight. It's going to be a firework show like you've never seen. Babble, babble, babble. I don't even see the least of them getting arrested, Kurt. The only people I see getting arrested are people who are trying to hold the swamp accountable. An Ammon Bundy. A Steve Stockman. A a Phil Zodiotti. You know, these kind of people that are trying to stand for good and back Christian values and stop rogue agents in government, they're the ones in jail, Kurt. The bad guys aren't getting in jail anytime soon. Good point. So James Comey lied to Congress under oath. You know what my response is? So what? I mean, I care. But look, there's nothing being done about it. We're just going to go, oh, he lied. Okay. What are you going to do about it, folks? And the answer is, hey... Conservatives don't put their money where their mouth is. Christians, if it was the Muslims, buddy, they'd get something done about it. I'm telling you right now. Now, I'm not praising the Muslims. I'm highlighting a point. When are we going to get serious, Kurt, about our culture war, about standing for traditional marriage, about backing pro-life, about rejecting government communist-based schools that teach false doctrines? 
Okay, when are we going to put people in jail for lying under oath? If James Comey lied to Congress under oath, when is he going to jail? The answer is he's not. All right, we got good news, I guess. Morehouse College. Isn't this a black college? Isn't this a racist college, Kurt, first of all? Well, it is, Sam. They call it a uh, an all-black, well, it says uh, all-male historically black college in Atlanta. And so it's, it's racist Morehouse and sexist college. college in Atlanta. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> That's right. And this is an AP piece where, you know, I'm kind of surprised, but uh, the headline reads, Graduation Speaker Pledges to Pay Class of 2019 Student Debt. Now, so you got 400 graduating seniors. They figure that their uh, debt for their student loans and all that stuff, uh, you know, for their graduates, uh, all these guys, about $40 million. And so the uh, speaker uh, basically uh, said, hey, uh, you know, by the way, his name is Robert F. Smith. And uh, he said, hey, you know, while he's giving his talk, he says, I'm going to give, well, he says, on behalf of the eight generations of my family that have been in this country, we're going to put a little fuel in your bus. Uh, This is my class 2019. My family is making a grant to eliminate their student loans. Um, And uh, by the way, he received an honorary doctorate. Uh, during the ceremony, he'd already announced a $1.5 million gift to the school and the uh, the pledge he made to eliminate their student debt is supposed to be uh, up to about $40 million. So what do you think of this, Kurt? So, Well, it's really a nice thing. It, it, the thing I want to point out that, um, you know, they, they point out in the story that uh, – Hey, this one kid figured he's 22 years old, and he figures it would take him 25 years at half his monthly salary to pay off his uh, student loan debt. Um, and uh, he, he had a spreadsheet to figure it out and all that stuff. But he says, uh, I can delete that spreadsheet. What I want to point out, Sam, is that there are a lot of lesser expensive ways to do this and uh you don't have to have hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt our buddy dave ramsey uh you know points that out on a daily basis to people that there's ways that they can get degrees and all that kind of stuff and or they can actually work instead of just you know sitting around playing video games and going to class you know uh you know this is just uh, there's a lot of fixes that could be done, but we want to highlight the fact that this guy did some private charity. Nobody forced him to do it. He felt led to do it. And he also, Sam, he also asked the people to pay it forward, which is pretty cool. I think. Yeah, so, I agree with that. So a couple of things. Let's separate issues. Number one, I think it's a racist, sexist college over there. More, more whatever it is, college. I think it's a sexist, racist college. Morehouse. Yeah, only black and women or whatever can go, or black and male can go to but this thing. But the thing is, Sam, if, if it was, I maybe it is private. And if it is, why can't people Oh, well, if it's 100% private, to, they can. Yeah, good point. If they're going to take my tax dollars 
and promote their agenda, then, you know, hey, the mainstream press would call it racist. No, I don't have any problem with a black-only college. I don't have any problem with a white-only college. I don't have any problem with an Asian-only college. I don't have a problem with an only-men college and only-women college. I don't have any problem with any of those things. I think, uh, are there any white-only colleges? Heck no, are you crazy, buddy? That'd be just buried underground as the KKK. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. So I I think it's only sexist and racist based on the ideology that we have and the tax dollars that go to it and all that kind of stuff. Now, separating that reality check, and I highlight that not because I believe it is sexist and racist, but because that's their claim all the time, except for when it's in their favor. If it's men only and and black, it's okay. See, or women only, it's okay, Right. Uh, but they 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 betray themselves in their narrative most of the time. And that's what I'm highlighting. I don't have a problem with a black only college. Right. I don't, have, I don't have a problem if anybody wants to put whatever college they want to together. If they want to put together a college of constitutional believing white people uh, that are male and that believe in traditional marriage. I don't have a problem with saying, hey, that's the criteria to come to our college. We're a private college. We can say and do whatever we want to. Blacks don't apply. Gays don't apply. Uh, people who don't believe in the Constitution, socialists do not apply. Okay, I don't have any problem with any of that. By the way, uh, Morehouse College was uh, before it was called Atlanta Baptist Seminary, Atlanta Baptist College. So this has kind of got some religious roots. Yeah, but they got a good uh, jettison somebody, that. Somebody endowed them with $135 million uh, when it started, and uh, they had like 2,132 students, 61 acres. But I support this guy's ability if he wants to donate and get him out of debt to do so. And I don't care if it's just black people or whatever else. Whatever he wants to do with his money, I think he's putting his money to pretty good use, in my opinion. However, I do agree with your point, Kurt, that there's a better way to go about this. You don't just get in debt to your eyeballs and then beg for a bailout. Although it's good this guy did a kind act to help people. There's a better way. And to highlight that reality check is a story from the USA Today. Headline says, call us costs. Call for creativity, USA Today. Yeah. So this lady was this stay-at-home mom, Kurt, and it documents that as soon as her oldest hit high school, she went back to work with one goal in mind, Kurt, covering the kids' college tuition. The cost of school, I think she says, is exorbitant. And I can't imagine how a student would recoup that if they were to finance that on their own, she said. So she worked at a pharmaceutical company. And she wanted to cover her son's roughly $17,000 a semester in tuition, room, and board. Now, I kind of find that interesting because they don't even talk about these kids working. And I think working is one of the best ways to deal with school. But that's just my opinion. They say salaries just aren't going to make it anymore to deal with those payments. Now, listen. They say this. With Americans carrying $1.57 trillion. In outstanding student loan debt. Did you hear me, Kurt? Something trillion. I mean, did you hear that number? Salaries just aren't going to make a dent in those payments, they say. With Americans carrying $1.57 trillion in outstanding student loan debt. Why do you think, uh, you know, education is so expensive now, Sam? Well, most of the reason is because we've allowed government to get in the center of it. It's kind of like my problem with the solar panel industry. Good point. Okay, it's not that I'm against solar panels. I'm all into solar panels, folks. I'm not into the government subsidies and manipulations of the price of solar panels. In other words, you give a government subsidy and pretty soon anybody can get a solar panel. 
Same thing with education. Pretty soon anybody can go for education. You give free money out, and then what happens is since everybody can get it, the price, the demand is so great because everybody can have it that the supply is in question, not enough supply. So then they just ratchet up, ratchet up, ratchet up, ratchet up the pricing. And I think that's what's gone on with this thing. Um, how does Americans, how do Americans carry $1.57 trillion in outstanding student loan debt? Where do Americans get the money for that? And the answer is your belligerent government just prints it, buddy. And so that's why education costs are so high. There is no competition. All you're competing against is who can get, who can haul down the government money first. Many families and students continue to borrow to cover the ever escalating costs of college tuition. That's what I'm talking about. Why is it ever increasing costs? Well, fake money, inflation, no competition, way too much demand, not enough supply. Put it all together. It's disaster, folks. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Every state in the nation will see pro-choice rallies today as abortion rights advocates will gather at various locations to speak out against the abortion bans and promote reproductive freedom. So far, over a dozen states have passed or tried to pass stricter abortion laws this year. This woman in New York City is going to one such rally. And we're here to raise the alarm and let women understand that this is a systematic attack on women's reproductive health care. With those stricter laws sure to go before the Supreme Court eventually, backers are hoping that it will lead the court to overturn Roe v. Wade. Former White House counsel Don McGahn not going to a House Judiciary Committee hearing today after his lawyer sends a letter saying that McGahn will respect President Trump's request not to testify. The committee says he could be held in contempt of Congress. And this is USA Radio News. So you sit down and do your budget, and you look at all your monthly costs and your bills and your income, and it seems like there's never quite enough. You know what would really help, finding $500 a month to help balance things out. That is the typical savings, $500 a month for a family when you switch to MediShare for your health care. And when it comes to health care sharing ministries, MediShare is really the gold standard. It's been around for 25 years and has more than 400,000 members. It's been around so long and grown so much because it works. And whether you're single or married or have kids, this could make sitting down to do a monthly budget a lot more fun. $500 a month can more than cover a car payment or payback loans, whatever. So join MediShare and go out to dinner to celebrate. Here's the number to call. They are incredibly kind and helpful to talk to. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. At least five states have tornado watches in place again as more severe weather is rolling across the plains and Midwest. The National Weather Service says high winds and hail could arrive again before the tornadoes threaten parts of Oklahoma, Texas, Missouri, Arkansas, and Illinois. A bill aimed at protecting religious-affiliated businesses is a step closer to taking effect in Texas, where the House gave the final approval to the so-called Save Chick-fil-A bill on Monday, days after the Senate gave it the okay. It would make it illegal for governments to withhold or terminate grants, contracts, or loans to businesses that donate to religious groups. Until you call me and change my mind, Muslim, 
That's a Taco Bell worker in Bridgeton, Missouri, who's been fired after this profanity-laced racist rant against a Muslim customer goes viral. That's how you feel about me, though? They killed dogs of my people. USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live. We're talking about this USA Today article, ladies and gentlemen. Headline, College Costs Call for a Creativity USA Today. This goes to the point Kurt's making that there are other ways. We're glad that this guy, this philanthropist, this billionaire paid for a bunch of people to get their college education debt gone. That's wonderful news. But Americans, ladies and gentlemen, are carrying $1.57 trillion dollars. In student loan debt, it's just flat out not even sustainable, folks. Well, they say as college costs continue to rise, Kurt, and there seems to be no end in sight, the gap is going to get narrower and narrower at the top of of who can even afford this anymore, they say. But they say some are figuring out more creative ways to deal with it, Kurt, to pay for higher education, from, quote, crowdfunding to corporate reimbursement programs. Stashing cash back from purchases made. They say as college costs continues to rise. They say last year, listen to this, Kurt, carefully. 57% of financial aid for undergraduate students from grants, which means government give you the money, you don't even pay it back. So you've got $1.57 trillion in debt, and most of it comes from grants that's not even debt, Kurt. And the answer is government is creating this high cost of education big time. 34% comes from loans. So you got $1.57 trillion in debt based on loans. And only 35% of it comes from loans. 7.9% from education tax benefits. Now listen to this carefully. And less than 1% from student jobs, Kurt. So less than 1% of the money comes from kids working. And I would submit to you that kids working is one of the best ways if you're going to go to college to fund it. Yeah, it's slower. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, it takes discipline. Uh, I get it. But it's way better than the out-of-control debt going on. But I would come back and question why we all need to go to college in the first place, Kurt. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-education. I'm not anti-solar power. Okay, but I am anti-government subsidizing everything on, on the under the sun. Pardon the pun uh, i am against the subsidizing because it, it puts the costs and the supply and demand all out of whack okay i don't have any problem but i want kids to go to college that really want to be there kids that are willing to work their guts out to get there and stay there and i only want it to be in professions that might genuinely need greater education most college two-year degrees just say for example all they do is teach what's called general ed and i got a question for you after 12 years of government school plus kindergarten, so 13 years of government school, you don't have your general eds done? Hello, operator, something's wrong with this plan, right? And so I would question the whole system in the first place. It's designed to milk government for all it's worth, to have costs raised at an alarming rate that's never, no end in sight, ever, Um, and, and there's no answer. And when you get done, I'm not so sure you're prepared to even get a job. After your two-year general eds, you've gone to 15 years of government school now, Kurt, and you're in debt, big time. Um, I'm not sure you're even ready for a job. So now you got to go to 
a couple more years to get a bachelor's. So now you're at what? 17 years of government school? And you're barely qualified to get a job now. Um, something's wrong with this. And I don't have any problem with people learning and becoming educated. But what is an education? Who defines that? And what qualifies you for what's the purpose? For what? Is the purpose to support yourself and your loved ones? Is the purpose to contribute to society? What is the purpose of this massive education that when you get done, you're not prepared to do anything at all? More and more millennials living with their parents because they can't afford it even after they graduate. Something's got to give. Something's got to change. And Kurt wisely points out, and this USA Today article points out, college costs call for creativity. I'll tell you the creativity that I would apply to the mix, Kurt. I would challenge the notion that most people need to go to college. I would say they don't. I would say if you haven't got an education enough to survive in society after 15 years in the government school, or 13 at least, I'm thinking we got to have a different deal, a different plan. I'm thinking, wow. So I appreciate this Morehouse College guy, billionaire Robert Smith, paying for these kids' education. I think that's wonderful, but I think that's a, a Band-Aid at best. I don't think it's the answer. So I'm not downing him doing that with his own money if he chooses. What I'm saying is there's got to be a better way. And I think that's the point you made, Kurt. And I thought that at least USA Today agrees with Kurt. Any comments on that one, Kurt? Very good, Sam. And uh, just a little more uh, footnotes on the whole Morehouse thing. I thought it was interesting. Uh, They've, uh, I guess in 07, they graduated 540 men one of the largest classes in its history. I never hear about them getting beat up for just being a men place. Uh, Who? And uh, Morehouse College. Well, they're men, I've but they're black, aren't they, Kurt? Yeah, that's right. And now, I'm not against black men. 2008. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have a school or an opportunity for education. I think they should. And, I'm just yeah. saying our society, how can this double standard be fine? And it says in 2008, they, uh, they got their first white valedictorian to graduate in the school's 141-year history. Uh, now, Sam, just a little sad note for you. Apparently, uh, they're going to begin and well, that's, let's see, I guess they begun doing this in April of this year. They announced that they'll begin admitting transgender men for the first time in the year 2020. Hindsight, yeah. So no women, uh, just the ones that think they're men. Yeah. So if you don't think uh, you're a man, you say, can't go. If you think you're a man, you can go, right, Kurt? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they. By the way, they even have a dress code, Sam, and uh, they don't want pants that hang down too low. Uh, they They don't want, uh, let's see, jewelry on their teeth, pajamas uh, can't be worn as classroom What's attire. What's wrong with gold in your mouth, uh, hat turned sideways? Come on, Kurt. No, they said tight-fitting caps or bandanas on their heads or uh-huh. pants which hang below the waist. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just thought it was interesting, uh, you know. Um, so I don't see what their problem is. Interesting stuff there, Morehouse College. And by the way, uh, Barack Hussein Obama even spoke there, Sam. So, uh-huh. you know. Cool All right, stuff. well, why don't you talk about the SAT then, Kurt? Well, the SAT is kind of an interesting deal now, Sam, because you got uh, uh, this. Uh, they've got a new way of doing it. You know, it's kind of the new, more modern way of doing the SATs, Sam. Uh, 
So what they do now is, uh, well, they make it so based on your, uh, kind of like your, uh, well, they have injected race into the exam with what they call an adversity score. Uh, this is according to World Net Daily. The subheadline reads, Skirts Potential Supreme Court Ruling on Affirmative Action. And they say in an apparent attempt to skirt a possible Supreme Court ruling against race-based admissions, the college board will assign a secret, quote, adversity score, end quote, to students who take the SAT. Yeah, students won't know what the score is, and the college board won't say how the score is determined. That's according to the Wall Street Journal uh, and the Daily Caller. The 1 to 100 score, called the overall disadvantage level, I guess that's the ODL, uh, will be available to colleges evaluating student applications. Any score over 50 designates a student as disadvantaged. And they say the purpose is to get to race without using race. That's what Anthony Carnavalli, he's former employee of the College Board and Director of Georgetown University Center on Education and the Workforce, told the Wall Street Journal. They got their ways of getting around it, don't they, Sam? Anyway, the College Board, they say, will wait. So they secretly inject race into the exam with the, quote, adversity score being part of the, what, SAT score now? And it skirts the potential court ruling on this thing, and and, and now they're going to say, we're not even going to tell you how we make up the score. Who puts these people in charge? Who gives these people authority, Kurt? I don't know. I guess the same people that go take the SAT. uh, Well, the people that go take it, number one. But the other thing is, who sponsors the whole thing? That's right. You want to know who, Kurt? The government? Yeah, your government. Funded by our tax dollars, buddy. There you go. Then they're like, we're going to spend your tax dollars. We're going to send it to Qatar, and we're going to fund this racist test, and you can't even know anything about it, buddy. Now, you might feel good about your kid not using the SAT. Maybe they use the ACT, except for if you let, read the last line in the story. It says the Ooh. other leading college <laughs> admissions test, the ACT, plans to announce a similar score later this year. So got to keep up with the Joneses, huh? Yep. So you just can't get away from it unless you don't take the test at all. Yeah, there you go. Is that kind of where we're at? Thing, I think so. What does that even mean? Do do your own thing, baby. Wow. Maybe Kurt ought to build his own test. Quick pause. I'm Sam Bushman. He's Kurt Cosby. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. 
Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. Do we reflect about our future and where we as a culture are moving? Do we keep our trust in our jobs, homes, money, life necessities, investments, stock markets? Do we believe that our 401ks or other retirements will always be there and that the current economic order will recover? Is the economy going to recover and life return to normal? It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. Whether you are poor, middle class or rich, it ain't gonna happen. A book of astounding revelations about the present economic order and where we are heading. It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. To order, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or call Caritas in the U.S. Killer sound of that keyboard, ladies and gentlemen. Killer music. You know who that is, Kurt, by the way? Ah, uh, let's see. Atlanta Rhythm Section, buddy. There you go. Good. Great stuff, by the way. Yeah, yeah. All right, so SAT secretly injects race into exam. They call it an adversity score. Skirts potential Supreme Court ruling on affirmative action. They're going to move that to the ACT as well. What a shame, ladies and gentlemen. What an absolute shame. All right, any more on that, Kurt? No, I think that's good. All right, let's talk about Representative Justin Amash. He's from Michigan, Kurt, and on Saturday he became the first to criticize the Donald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he accused President Trump uh, on Capitol Hill to accuse... Donald Trump of impeachable offenses, Kurt. Did you see this? Impeachable conduct. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about it. And I guess um, he stopped short of calling on Congress to begin impeachment proceedings against Trump. Now, they say Justin Amash has been alone voicing Congress for a long time. At this time, he stands really alone. And um, what do you think of this, Kurt? Yeah, some say he's going to challenge President Trump as a libertarian, going to run as a libertarian. You think so? Um, Well, uh, the Hill has this piece, Buzz Grows a Mosh will uh, challenge Trump as a libertarian. And, uh, you know, so I think uh, that might be what's going on, you know. Uh, I don't think he'll do it. 39 years old. Okay. What's he going to do? I don't know what he's going to do, but I'll tell you why I say that I don't think he'll do it. Because he stopped short of calling for impeachment of President Trump. So let me get this right, Justin. You're saying um, we've got impeachable offenses, but you don't support impeachment? 
That seems odd. Let me say that again. You say that Donald Trump has committed impeachable offenses, but you're not for impeaching him over them? Then I question your integrity, sir. If there are documented impeachable offenses beyond debate, as you suggest, uh, Justin, then I submit to you that you get on with impeachment proceedings, sir, because we can't tolerate impeachable offenses without an impeachment, can we? What precedent would that set, sir? And then you want to go ahead and run for office on the libertarian ticket? Are libertarians okay with impeachable offenses without impeachments to follow? Okay, I'm not so sure that I agree with Justin about this impeachable you know, offense stuff. Um, do I think that Donald might have created some impeachable offenses? Uh, it all depends on how you define impeachment. How you define obstructed justice. How you define all these things. At what point when there's a witch hunt against the Donald... Um, at what point do you have the right to defend yourself, Kurt? And you could say, well, you went over the line in defending yourself. And my response is, but if you didn't go over the line uh, in abusing uh, him, he might not have went over the line in defending himself. Uh, do you see the problem here, Kurt? I'm not defending any wrongdoing by anyone. But I am saying that, look, if there's a witch hunt, look, they literally spied on the Trump administration or the Trump candidacy or campaign, whatever you want to say. They literally used government insiders to do it. And at some point, Donald might have stepped over the line to defend himself. But I'm not saying two rights or two wrongs make a right. But I am saying at what point do you say, well, how are we going to attack Donald Trump, Justin Amash, and say, well, there's impeachable offenses, but I'm not calling for impeachment. But yet you're not going to highlight what might have provoked Donald to step over the line in the first place. Am I making any sense on this, Kurt? Well, you're making too much sense, Sam. I mean, you know, I've heard a number of uh, talks about this guy and uh, what, you know, I believe one of the main things the media is giving him the coverage now for is because then it can, you know, celebrate the rift or kind of separate these guys because I'm sure President Trump and uh, Justin Amash have a lot of things that they agree on. Uh, and yet, if the media sees there's a little bit of a, you know, love lost someplace, they want to, you know, highlight it and separate it, cause more of a, uh, I guess you could say a rift there. And that's what I see happening. I guess he was first elected back in 2010. Uh, he's uh, 39 years old. He's got a wife, three children. Um uh, he was born in Grand Rapids. Rapids. Uh, he's the son of a Palestinian Christian father and a Syrian Christian mother. Huh. Um, and uh, his dad immigrated to the United States back in '56 uh, through the sponsorship of a Christian pastor and pastor and his family. Uh, his mother is a Syrian immigrant to the United States. He attended Kellogg'sville Christian School in Kellogg'sville, was graduated as class valedictorian from Grand Rapids and this is Christian Justin. High School. Yeah. Yeah, so and House Freedom Caucus condemns Amash for accusing Trump of impeachable conduct. What do you think of that, Kurt? National Review with the details. Um, they say he's a libertarian Republican. I don't know exactly. There's all these different kinds of Republicans, I guess. But, um, I, I mean, the House Freedom Caucus, I guess, you know, certainly got their rights to do that. And, you know, I just see that uh, yeah, so I, it seems like there's a lot more things they could all work on besides, you know, 
have a little fight here, but that's what the media wants to do, stir up trouble amongst the... Well, and uh, I don't know if it's the media or if it's Justin or if it's the Freedom Caucus. I don't know who's who in this fight. Yeah. But I would step back and talk about principle, Kurt, is what I would do. And the reason that I would is because then I can be on the right side of it all the time. If there are impeachable offenses, we need to highlight those and prosecute them. Okay, I don't care who it is. But let's not make allegations. Let's get to facts. Now, the next question is, if there's impeachable offenses against Donald, um, then what about the impeachable offenses on the other side of the equation, Justin? And this is kind of where I think that the Freedom Caucus and others are coming from. Hey, Donald might have committed some bad acts. I don't deny that. He may have. And if he does, shame on him. If he did, shame on him. Justin, you're right. So I'm not going to attack Justin like these... um, House Freedom Caucus folks are. I'm not just going to pick sides here. It isn't about picking sides. It isn't about against or for Trump or Amash or Freedom Caucus or anybody. It's about principle. And if there are impeachable offenses, let's, let's have a real court, a real congressional inquiry. Let's find out if it's justifiable. Let's impeach the president. Okay? I'm not a, 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 just flat out defending the Donald, but I want to know the truth. Okay, but then let's also find out on the other side of the equation, what about President Barack Obama and him spying on the Trump administration and about when Hillary's records were intentionally destroyed under subpoena? Watch, they were destroyed. And Barack had the records in the White House the whole time. Okay, so if we're going to do impeachable offenses, let's, let's break down then. What about a former, former president that literally spied on a candidate, which would be election fraud? And, and let's create accountability for every one of these people. You might impeach the Donald. You might say, hey, he went too far in defending himself. But you also might toss a bunch of other people in the clink. And I want Justin Amash and the Freedom Caucus to quit playing politics and playing sides here. Don't get, don't get rich and famous on this idea that you're going to attack the Donald. Let's have accountability for all of them, Kurt. What do you say to that idea? Imagine that, Sam. You mean uh, you want people to pay for whatever crimes they've committed? Uh, and uh, whether you're Bill Clinton, Hillary, or you know you or me, everybody's everybody you know, should Roger be treated that. the same. Yes, sir. Uh, I That's didn't exactly know this. What I'm uh, saying. They say the Club for Growth PAC spent five hundred grand supporting Amash in his Republican primary, uh, while the uh, his opposition was endorsed by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. That uh, and he his opposition spent more than a million of his own money on the race so it's a big big money there uh, i didn't know yes there are by the club for growth guys yeah and again i don't know that i trust the club for growth necessarily either yeah but kurt point. i don't want to pick sides i just want look if people are committing wrongdoings in other words yeah. if they're part of the swamp i want them to be accountable for being part of that swamp but i do want due process for everyone Okay, I'm not just ready to attack Hillary Clinton. I want due process for her. I want due process for President Trump. Uh, but I don't really like how a, a mash is going to fire back so that he can do better in a primary election if that's his goal. Um, or the Freedom Caucus firing against Justin Amash. Why do we even got to fight about it? Let's just all agree that if there's crimes, we want to investigate. We want to get to the bottom of it. We want due process and we want accountability for everybody. That's where I stand, Kurt. What do you think of that? Is that okay to be like that? Yep, that's okay. All right. Fox Business, Herman Cain speaking out, Kurt. 
Uh, let's see. Herman Cain, I think, is this a story where he was saying, hey, I'm out of uh, the Federal Reserve? No, this thing? is where he says, no. hey, Herman Cain says black Americans have been brainwashed to hate Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. And he says that half yeah. the people have been taught to hate the Donald by propaganda in the media. I think Herman Cain's exactly right, Kurt. Yeah, and he's basically teaching people the same thing you've taught about he who owns the media makes the rules, right? Yeah, and I think I think that Herman Cain's spot on on this one. Now, I know Herman Cain's a black American. I get it. But he's also right as rain. Let's deal with yeah. principle and let's deal with truth and honesty and not just foment hatred everywhere. But there's a Harvard Law professor fomenting hatred. The guy's name is Lawrence Tribe. Yeah, what tribe is he from? I don't know for sure, but um, sorry, I couldn't. Ain't the American up. tribe? I'll tell you uh, that right now. This guy's as anti-American uh, as it gets. Uh, apparently, uh, this guy is uh, well. Anyway, the headline from Breitbart: Harvard Law Professor Lawrence Tribe Donald Trump has physical and behavioral resemblances to Hitler. You know, that's always going to be a nice little headline, some Hitler thing. But uh, when you look at it, um, you find out that uh, he, he didn't really, you know, he's not really saying that President Trump's Hitler, you know. You could almost say that we all have, you know, if you're a human, you have some uh, things. Yeah, like Hitler's like got Hitler, a nose and you you've know. got a nose, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but in this case, uh, you know, uh, this Harvard Law professor, he's taken down this tweet um, and uh, in which he compared President Trump and Adolf Hitler while insisting he wasn't comparing Mr. Trump and the Nazi German dictator. Uh, he retweeted a comparison of Mr. Trump and Hitler engaging in similar physical gestures Shows him putting his hand up or, you know, waving or whatever. See, this is bogus, uh, Kurt. I know. Uh, but, uh, you know, the bottom line, I thought, out of the story that I thought was kind of good was uh, to know what he's been doing. Uh, he's taught at Harvard a class on impeaching Mr. Trump. So imagine you've got a university and you're teaching people about impeaching the president. Yeah, with the United I mean, States tax dollars. Sounds like treason to me, sir. Wow. Sounds like bordering on insurrections, in my opinion. You're going to use taxpayer dollars says, in the government school to push um, against the president of the United States? And he apologized for a comment on impeachment when he said, if you're going to shoot him, you have to kill, shoot to kill. But he was saying that was metaphorically, uh, you know, go after the impeachment. And I'm like, wow. We did that with Barack Obama. We'd be in big time trouble. Over the top, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, out of line, unacceptable. We stand for God, family, and country. LibertyRoundTable.com. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.